بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد فحياكم الله جميع وبارك الله فيكم الحمد لله I thank the brothers for giving me the opportunity to address you today الحمد لله it's um it's an honor to be with you again and it's a it's an honor to see some of the brothers some faces that are old some faces that are new from the ikhwa al ahibba our beloved brothers here in manchester and bi'idnillah the topic that i want to discuss with you today is a topic revolving around the affair of da'wah the affair of calling this call to islam and the call to the sunnah and it's going to be based upon, insha'Allah, the taqdeem, the introduction of a sheikh, Salih Fawzan, to the great book authored by Sheikhana, Sheikh Rabi' ibn Hadi al-Madkhali, the book which is known as Manhaj al-Anbiya, fi da'wa ilallah, the methodology of the prophets, in calling to Allah, in calling to the deen of Islam. And this is a book that, alhamdulillah, um, we are going through with the brothers in London, in Masjid Abdulaziz bin Baz, in East London. And just from what I, we've read with the brothers, no doubt there's a lot of benefits for everyone to take heed of. And it applies for each and every one of us. And just due to the fact that I found from reading the book with the Ikhwan and no doubt benefiting myself from the book, all of these benefits, I thought that it would be monasib, suitable, to go through it with the brothers here, the brothers and the sisters here, um, from whatever's possible. And just to mention, in summary, the points that the Shaykh he mentions, as a maqaddima, as an introduction to manhaj of the anbiya in giving da'wah. And Sheikh, Sheikh Fawzan, he mentions at this point characteristics that are specific to the da'i, specific to the kula. And alhamdulillah, all of us have found ourselves in a position where we are seeking the truth. I want to attain the truth for ourselves. And then once, we have a, once we've found this truth, whether it be some of us that have attained or have come to know about Islam, learned about Islam and then embraced Islam, or some of us that maybe were upon Islam, some form of Islam before, previously, and after that, we become well acquainted with the affair of Da'wat al-Salafiyya. You find, no doubt, at this time, when we come to know the haqq, we want to make it clear and manifest to everyone around us. Naam, this is da'wah, no shak. This da'wah, no doubt. Calling the people to the affair of Islam, calling the people to the sunnah. But no doubt, when you're calling to this affair, hadha, hadhi da'wah, tahtaj 
إلى الصاروخ معين تحتاج إلى طريقة معينة That is da'wah, the specific call, no doubt is in need of a specific way. And you do not call in a way which is just in accordance with your own desires. Or what you see to be best. Disregarding characteristics that have to be present within the da'i, within the caller. And no doubt, when referring to the caller here, this is a book aimed at everyone. And so this is an introduction by Sheikh Fuzan aimed at everyone. That within this is a khitab, an address for every single individual. And not just a person that sits in front of the, in front of the people teaching lessons, giving lectures. Every single individual, if you find yourself fi maqam al-da'wah, if you find yourself in the place where you have to give da'wah, where you have to establish the haqq, enjoying the good and forbid the evil, these characteristics are characteristics that are needed and incumbent upon every single individual. And so, um, just as it's a short kalima, inshallah, I want to mention kamakil ru'us al-aqlam, the main points in regards to the da'i and the khisal of that da'i, then the characteristics of the da'i must have. And so Sheikh Fawzan mentions the first from them, being al-ilm. Al-ilm bima yad'u ilayh. And so the Sheikh begins by saying that the da'i must have ilm, must have knowledge. He must have knowledge of what he's calling to. فَالْجَاهِلْ لَا يَصْلُحْ أَنْ يَكُونَ دَاعِيًا فَالْجَاهِلْ لَا يَصْلُحْ أَنْ يَكُونَ دَاعِيَةً نعم And so the jahil is not befitting, it's not correct that the jahil is a da'i, is one that calling. Because no doubt if you're calling to a specific affair, this specific affair is in need of knowledge. A person has to have knowledge of what he's calling to. And it's not calling to whims and desires. It's not calling to what he sees to be fit. Ara. And so when we state, for example, the Salafiyun, Naam al firqat al-Najah, the safe sect, Ta'afat al-Mansura, the victorious group, that this group is Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah. Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah. And they're known as Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah because they come together based upon the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Without giving any importance to the desires or the ara, the opinions. The aham, the greatest important affair in regards to Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah, no doubt is the Sunnah. Lakin, if a person wants to know about the Sunnah, the person needs knowledge. And if a person wants to call to the Sunnah, call other individuals to be from Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, this da'wah is in need of knowledge. And it's not sufficient that a person goes out with just mere desires. And so the Shaykh begins by mentioning the ilm. And he mentions the ayah 
والله تعالى ماشي كل هذه سبيلي عدو إلى الله على بصيرة أنا ومن تبعني and he mentions the ayah say this is my way and I'm saying oh Muhammad the khitaat the messenger of Allah sallallahu say this is my way I call to Allah ala basira I call to Allah upon basira clear insight clear knowledge myself and whoever follows me no doubt so this da'wah is based upon this affair of the Basira. And the Basira, the Shaykh mentions, well, the Basira, he al ilm. Now, well, the Anna Daya, la Buddha and Yawaji Ulama, Dolal, Yawaji Hun, Ila Shubahadim, Wajadi Lum Bil Batin. Now, Liyah Dahu, Bihil Hak. وقال تعالى وجادلهم بالتي هي أحسن. and no doubt the da'i if he comes to dispute with the du'at or the ulama of dalal the callers of misguidance those that are seeking to lead astray from the haq direct the people away from the haq the no doubt the person needs ilm. And it's based upon the ayah where Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِالْلَّتِهِ أَحْسَنٍ And dispute with them, or converse with them, in a manner that which is better. And if a person wants to establish this affair, I establish the, the, the shubahat, and refute the shubahat, refute the doubts, all of this is in need of knowledge. So look at what the Shaykh is saying, Shaykh Fawzan Hafidahullah, in relation to what we see in the Asr Hadir, what we see in this, in this day and age, where a person sets up a camera in front of himself, sets up a, a channel, YouTube, Twitter, whatever, and gives da'wah and calls. He leaves the books, he leaves the ulama, he leaves the ilm. His himma is in da'wah only. He only has importance in giving da'wah. He doesn't give importance to what the da'wah leads to. Or what is the asl of that da'wah? The asl of the da'wah is ilm. The asl, the foundation of that da'wah is knowledge. And so when you weigh up the speech of the shaykh, Shaykh Fawzan, he's mentioning, this is the first point he mentions. Naam, from these sifat. From these characteristics, the first point he mentions is ilm. However, kam min duat How many from these callers? They begin their affair with the da'wah. Without any importance to knowledge itself. And they're raised by way of this. But no doubt, this is what makes ahlu sunnati wal jama'ah mumayizun. This is the Tamiz, the Salafiyun, Ahlu Sunnah. They give precedence and they give importance to no doubt the affair of knowledge and its people. But if you love knowledge, and you should love knowledge, because this knowledge is the means of attaining Jannah. As the Messenger of Allah 
whoever traverses upon our path, seeking knowledge by way of that, Allah will make the path to Jannah easy for him. So if this affair is a means of making Jannah easy for a person, then no doubt an individual should love that. وَبِتَّالِي and necessitates that the individual loves the one that is giving that knowledge as well, disseminating that knowledge from the ulama, from the tulab al and the du'aat to al-haq. So give importance to these individuals. Give importance to the knowledge of the haq. Because this is the first thing that the shaykh mentions. The second, the second characteristic that the shaykh mentions, Hafidahullah, is al-amul bima yad'u ilayhi. Al-amal bima yad'u The second affair is the action upon what he's calling to. Naam, hatta yakun qudwatan hasana. Naam, so that he's a good example. And his actions and his speech are in accordance with what he's calling to. Wala yakun لِلْمُبْتِلِينَ عَلَيْهِ حُجَّةً And then there's no one or there's nothing from the ones that are seeking to nullify his da'wah a proof against him. For no doubt a person may be calling to the haqq. And if a person calls to the haqq, by necessity, you're going to have people that are makhalifin. By necessity, you're going to have people that are against you, opposing you. Opposing your call and opposing you specifically. So no doubt you want your da'wah to be the strongest that can possibly be. And you don't want to give these individuals that are calling against the haqq any makhraj, any form of exit, any way out from what you're calling to. Because no doubt as a da'wah you're establishing the haqq. The da'i is establishing the haqq, establishing the proofs. So you don't want the proofs to be established against you. So that you will use now as an example as to why what you're calling to isn't the haqq. However, no doubt this is batil. This is false. However, you should be a good, you should be a good example. And the third characteristic that the Shaykh mentions is al-ikhlas. Al-ikhlas, that the person, the da'i is sincere. بِأَن تَقُونَ دَعْوَةً لِلْوَجْحِ اللَّهِ لَا يَقْصُدْ بِهَا رِيَاءٌ وَلَا سُمْحَةٌ And so the person has to be sincere when calling. And so his da'wah, by way of his da'wah, He's seeking the face of Allah. And he's not intending by way of this da'wah, a riyah. He's not intending by way of his da'wah to show off, to be seen, to be given da'wah. Or to make it well known that he's given da'wah. This is not what is intended by way of that. This is not what is intended by way of that. Rather, the person, when giving da'wah, should seek. No doubt, first of all, the reward from Allah. 
the reward from Allah for establishing the haqq, the reward from Allah from establishing and adhering to the command of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi in which he stated, whoever from you sees a munkar, whoever from you sees an evil, then he let him change it with his hand. And if he's not able, then with his tongue. And if he's not able, then let him hate it within his heart. And no doubt, these stages all refer to this affair, this asal in our deen, the foundation in our deen, which is this foundation of amr bin ma'roof wa nahi al munkar, in joining the good and forbidding the evil. And so the person adhering to this command from the Messenger of Allah, they should seek by way of that the face of Allah. Because no doubt this da'wah, if a person is calling only for the people, he may gain something within the dunya. However, from the akhirah, now the fawzul adim, that great success, he will not gain anything from it. As you find in the hadith, narrated by Abu Huraira, narrated by Abu Huraira, anhu. When the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa mentions the first three people to be, before, to be brought before Allah. And the first of them is a rajal, or second of them rather, the rajal. Ta'allam al-ilm, wa qara'ar qur'an. The person learned knowledge, studied knowledge, ilm, ilm al-deen. And read from the Qur'an, studied from the Qur'an as well. And it's brought to him. So he had recognition of his na'am, of the blessings that he had within the dunya. And he recognizes them. And then he's asked, And what did you do by way of his na'am? What did you do by way of these blessings? And the man states, I studied this knowledge for your sake. I referring Addressing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I read from the Quran, recited the Quran for your sake. And Allah wa ta'ala will state to this individual, Kadabt, you have lied. However, you studied the knowledge so that it can be said that you're an alim. You studied knowledge so it can be said you're an alim. And you read from the Quran. And you recited from the Quran so it can be said that you're a qari, that you're a reciter. And indeed it was said. For Umir and so he was the command came that he be dragged upon his face until he was thrown within the fire. This individual, this is the akibat riyah. This is the consequence of a person's riyah showing off that by way of this action, by way of him saying that he studied, by way of his, his action, because on the face of it, this is an action which is al-amal salih, talab al-ilm. Seeking knowledge. However, his intent was the, pe- the praise of the people. The praise of the people. So it can be said that this person is an alim. This person is possessed knowledge. 
And so, no doubt, it's the same when, you, when you're given da'wah. And it's mentioned here, فَقَدْ كِيلُ When the hadith mentions, وَقَدْ كِيلُ Indeed it was said. So he intended by way of that, he intended by way of him seeking this knowledge to gain the praise of the people, to gain the recognition of the people. He was seeking that. And he attained it. He attained it as well. So what he was seeking, he attained. However, as a result of that, this was the means of him entering the, of the, the hellfire, the nar. So what can we take from that? Is that if a person sincerely seeks the pleasure of Allah in their actions, indeed they will attain that. Just like the one that does the opposite, that seeks the pleasure of the people. The recognition of the people. They will attain that. Likewise, so that's the third. The fourth characteristic that is mentioned here is al-bada'a bil-aham fal-aham. And the fourth characteristic is to begin with the most important of the affairs and then the affairs that follow in importance. And so he calls to the thing that first and foremost will bring about islah. The rectification. And Islah, no doubt, this rectification occurs by way of the Aqeedah. Islah al-Aqeedah. Rectifying the Aqeedah with the command of Ikhlas. Commanding with Ikhlas of the Ibadah of Allah Ta'ala. And the prohibition of shirk. And then after that, establishing the iqamat al-salat, establishing the prayer, giving the zakah. Yani that, arkan al-islam. And the delil for that is a hadith of Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhu, when a messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen. He said Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen. فَقَالَ إِنَّكَ تَأْتِيكُمْ قَوْمٍ مِنْ أَحْلِ الْكِتَابِ فَلِكُوا أَوْمَ تَدْعُهُمْ إِلَيْهِ Shahadati an la ilaha illallah. Naam, or if you rewire, ayyi wahidullah. I said, indeed, you're going to people of the book. So make the first one you call them to. Make the first one you call them to. The shahada of la ilaha illallah. The shahada of la ilaha illallah. That there's no deity worthy of worship, in truth, besides Allah. It's a fair tawheed. Likewise, in another narration, ayyi wahidullah. In another narration, to single out Allah Ta'ala alone. To single out Allah Ta'ala alone in ibadah. Yawahid. This verb, yawahid, is a dalil also that this word tawheed in regards to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, the tawheed of Allah, is not a lafth, which is muhdaf. It's not a love which is newly invented. It's not a word which is newly invented. Rather, this affair of Tawheed, Ayyuhid Allah, singular Allah Ta'ala alone in worship. Singular Allah Ta'ala alone in worship. This affair of Tawheed was mentioned right at the beginning of the da'wah within the Sunnah. 
And so now this is a rad, this is a refutation upon anyone that claims that this word Tawheed is a new word that has just been brought in or invented. No, rather Tawheed existed. The word existed is within the Sunnah. And within the same hadith, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, goes on to say, فَإِنْهُمْ أَتَعُوكَ لِذَلِكَ فَعَلِمْهُمْ أَنَّ اللَّهِ افْتَرَدَ عَلَيْهِمْ خَمْسَ صَلَوَاتِ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ وَلَيْهِ And if they obey you in that, then inform them that Allah Taala has made the salawats obligatory upon them in every day and night. The salawat. And if they obey you in this affair, so the Messenger of Allah وسلم, begins with this affair of Tawheed. Call the people first of Tawheed. If they obey you in this affair of Tawheed, then inform them of the salawat. So beginning with the most important, and then the affairs that follow in importance. Because no doubt, if you begin with the salah, if you begin with the salah, for example, لا يصلح ولا ينفع doesn't benefit a person. If it's khalil min khalas wa tawheed. If it's deficient, if it's no tawheed. If that person is praying, however, he's not praying sincerely for Allah. So the person, when given da'wah, establishing da'wah, beginning with the most important affairs. The most important affairs that bring about benefit for that individual. And also with this, within this affair here, it's upon the person that's calling and establishing this affair of da'wah to know the hal of the mad'u, to know the condition of the one that is receiving the da'wah. So it's not, there's no benefit in calling, for example, an atheist and telling him about the battle of the Trinity, for example, because he's going to sit there and he's going to agree with you. Because that's, this, this da'wah for him, la yasuh. It's not beneficial for him. So you need to know the hal of the one that is receiving the da'wah as well. And when you know the hal, when you know the condition of the one that is receiving the da'wah, you need to establish what is the most important affair for them at that time. What is the most important affair that needs to be rectified for them? It would be the aqidah. It would be anything other than that. But you establish the most important affairs. This is from the adab of the da'i. The manners of the da'i must have begin with the most important and then the affairs that follow in importance. And so this is the fourth. The fifth, now the, the fifth sifat in hadith sifat is a sabr. Now, and the person must have sabr. The person must have sabr, patience upon what he comes and what, what comes before him and what he meets by way of his da'wah, fi sibirillah, by way of his da'wah, in the way of Allah. For no doubt, as mentioned, as mentioned previously, when the da'i is calling, individuals calling to, to a particular affair, however this affair is the haqq, He's calling to the haqq. Then you know by necessity you're going to have mukhalifin adu alik. You're going to have people that 
oppose you. You have people that have enmity towards you. They don't have enmity towards you for any other reason apart from you adhering to the haqq and calling to the haqq. This is the way of the Anbiya. This is the way of Salihin. This is the way of the righteous. All of these individuals, when calling to the haqq, no doubt you find that you have people that are opposing you. And Shaykh Muhammad bin Hadi, Shaykh and Shaykh Muhammad bin Hadi, Hafidahullah, he mentions that if he finds an individual, and this individual is liked by everyone, they know this person is bombarding. Know the person is bombarding. When we say everyone, we don't just mean everyone amongst Ahlul Sunnah, we mean everyone, every single individual. Because no doubt, in order to be liked by every single individual, the person The person needs to have something from madahana, flattery. So he's flattering to deceive, as I said. So he speaks to one person and tells them that which they want to hear. Leaving alone that which he doesn't want to hear. He comes to another person, tells them that which he wants to hear. Again, leaving alone that which he doesn't want to hear. So this individual is mutalawin. He changes colors, chameleon. And he only goes to the people, or he only comes to the people with the affairs that they want to hear. The affairs that are close to them. The affairs that he knows that they will accept. However, the da'il al-haq, when calling to the haq, when he's trying to establish it, when trying to establish that haq, he is aware that when he calls to this affair, there will be individuals that will oppose him. There will be individuals that will oppose him. But upon him as a da'i, upon him as a caller, is to have sabr, is to have patience in regards to that call. <coughs> and as Allah Ta'ala mentions, min kablik, and indeed, they were, or the, now indeed, our messengers, indeed the messengers, were denied from before you. Messengers from before you were denied. However, they remained patient upon that which they had been denied. And the harms that came to them. Until our victory came to them, until our aid came to them, the aid of Allah. So they came with proofs, they came with the haqq. However, they were rejected and denied. So, indeed, the messages before the message of Allah <coughs> were rejected and denied. However, they remained sabirun, they remained patient. Upon this affair, until the victory, until the aid of Allah came to them. And the sixth characteristic mentioned here by Sheikh Fawzan is that the da'iyah adorns his da'wah with khuluq, with khuluq al-hasan, with good mannerisms. That the da'iyah adorns his da'wah with good mannerisms. And no doubt this is something which is upon the da'i as well. 
just like he's mentioned, the amal, just as we mentioned, the amal, the action upon what you're calling to. Do not call to something if you're not acting upon it as well. Because you don't want, even if you're calling to the haqq, you've now made a makhraj, a way out for those that are seeking to negate your da'wah and reject your da'wah. Likewise, in regards to this affair of good manners, you don't want to make a means or a way out for the one that is merely seeking to reject the da'wah. <coughs> and he's seeking any means. He's seeking any form of excuse to say, no, this is, this is he's got bad manners. So everyone like him, everyone, anyone that calls the same thing as him, anyone that's upon the same thing as him, they have bad manners. And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, had the best of manners. So how can I be upon the haqq? Even if you are upon the haqq, you're upon the haqq, you're calling to the haqq. However, by way of your mannerisms, and by way of you give it, the way you give your da'wah, you make a way out for these individuals. You make a way out for them. They're not seeking to be upon the haqq. They're not seeking to listen to the haqq. <coughs> Rather, their him is in rejection of that. Their, him, their importance is in rejection of the haqq. And by way of you having bad manners and not adorning your da'wah with good manners, you make a way out for them. So adorn your da'wah, adorn your actions, adorn that ilm that you sought with good manners as well. But as a point to mention here, that affair, this affair of good manners and this affair of hikmah as well, this affair of wisdom, is not one where the person does not give da'wah with shidda sometimes. Well, a person has to be stern at, point, at points. As Shaykh Rabi' Hafidahullah, he mentions that in regards to the da'wah, the asl, or in regards to actions, the asl is a rifq. The asl, <coughs> the origin, is that the da'i is gentle, laying, soft, That the da'i is laying, he's soft when giving his da'wah. However, if there's a need, there may be a need for a person to be more stern and more shadid, now severe upon the person, then he does so. And it's not, as some mentioned, there's always hikmah. To be soft, because no doubt in people are different, situations are different, but the person must stick to the asl first, to the foundation first. The foundation being that he calls in a manner which is a way of rifq, a way of gentleness. But if there's a need, then he may have to be more harsh and stern. And so, the person must differentiate between the two, and that's hikmah. That's true wisdom. Differentiating and understanding when is the time to be soft, when is the time to, de to deploy or employ that softness, that gentleness, which is the beginning, and when it may need something which is more stronger than that. <coughs> and the seventh and final characteristic which is mentioned here as Sheikh Salah Fawzan 
is that the person, the da'iya, the caller, has a strong hope in his da'wah. And the da'i does not despair. He does not despair. No, he does not despair. And he does not despair from the effects of his da'wah. He does not despair from the effects of his da'wah upon his people and the guidance of his da'wah upon the people. Because no doubt, as Allah mentions, Indeed, you do not guide who you love. However, Allah guides whom he wills. Allah Ta'ala mentions, لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ هُدَاهُمْ وَلَيْكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَيْشَ And not, it's not upon you. Their guidance, their guidance is not incumbent upon you. However, Allah guides whom he wills. Guidance is from Allah. <coughs> True hidayah. It's from Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. So it's upon the da'i to know this and understand this. That this affair of a person accepting the haqq is not in your hands. Because hidayah, as the ulama mentioned, is of two types. You have the hidayah of tawfiq and the hidayah of al-irshad. Al-irshad. So the first hidayah of tawfiq is from Allah Ta'ala alone. The guide is from Allah. And the hidayah of irshad no doubt, is directing the person towards the haqq. Directing the person towards that which is khayr. This is the irshad. This is directing the person towards the haqq. As for the qabool al-haqq, as for the individual accepting that truth, as for the individual having acceptance of the truth, this is with Allah Ta'ala. This is from the tawfiq of Allah. Upon the individuals is to establish the haqq. Establish the proofs. Establish the understanding of the haqq. Anything after that is with Allah. And so a person has to understand. And when he's giving da'wah, he shouldn't merely believe that by way of his da'wah, the person will be guided. No, rather the guidance is from Allah Ta'ala alone. True guidance from Allah Ta'ala alone. Upon us is merely to teach Educate, direct towards that which is khayr. And in order for it to be accepted, then this is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so if a person has fulfilled that wajib, has fulfilled that obligation upon him to inform the truth, enjoin the good, forbid the evil, then what is there left for him to despair about? There's nothing for him to despair about. Because he's established, the, he's established that wajib. He's established the hujjah, he's established the proofs. So upon him after that is to await, await the guidance from Allah for the person to accept that truth. And likewise as well, when we look at the examples of the Anbiya, the most pertinent of them, the example of Nuh alayhi salam, his da'wah, for alfa sana illa khamsi, 950 years, call into the haqq. Establishing Tawheed, Ibaratullah Wahda, Worshipping Allah Ta'ala alone, establishing the proofs.
That was merely the wadifa of the Anbiya. That's merely the wadifa, the job of the Kula. It establishes proofs. Acceptance of the proof is with Allah. And so if a person is to accept the proofs, then no doubt upon you is to make dua for that individual. But the person shouldn't have a feeling of despairing if it's not accepted because most ultimately is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so, alhamdulillah, these are the seven khisal, the seven characteristics of the da'i. As I mentioned, Ru'us Akram, Ru'us Akram, the, the main head points, the main points that I mentioned here by Sheikh Salih Fawzan in regards to the da'i, in regards to the kula. And just listening to each of those points, no doubt, we should all be able to reflect and realize that all of these points apply to every single one of us. Because all of us, no doubt, may find ourselves in a situation, now we find ourselves in a situation where we may need to establish proofs, establish tawheed, establish sunnah, establish the ta'a, obedience to Allah Taala. ta'ala, each and every one of these things. And so, upon you is to look through these affairs, have these characteristics, adhere to these characteristics when doing so. And as mentioned, this was just a point of, um, just a small point of benefit that um, we read through the brothers in London, in uh, Masjid bin Baz, with the Ikhwa, and Alhamdulillah, as I mentioned, I saw it something which is monastic, just to mention to the brothers here, First and foremost is maraja for myself, is revision for myself, and bi'inillah, a point of benefit for um, the brothers here, brothers and sisters here. Fabarakallahu feekum, wa naktafi bihad al-qadr, wa sallallahu wa barik, ala nabina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Hayakumullah, jazakumullah khayran.